BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Pass picked off by CJ for Big three. Shot. Yes! And the Cougars take the lead. Top of the key three for TJ Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Thanks for staying up late with us. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live tonight. The BYU Cougars playing for third place in the Maui Invitational as they face the Virginia Tech Hokies. The winner of tonight's game, as I mentioned, finishing third in the Maui Invitational. Not bad if BYU can get the win tonight. Now, late last night at the Lahaina Civic Center, BYU fell to number four Kansas, 71-56. to And BYU followed up one of its best shooting games with a game where the Cougars struggled to shoot the basketball. After shooting 62% against UCLA, BYU shot 41% against Kansas, which included 27% from three. The Cougars, by the way, scored 56 points for the game. That was a season low for BYU this year. Despite going scoreless for almost eight minutes in the first half, BYU trailed by only two at the half. In the second half, however, the Jayhawks got going and BYU just couldn't keep up. The Cougars were outscored in the final 20 minutes, 42-29. to TJ Haas with 16 points and Colby Lee with 13 were the only Cougars to finish in double figures. Now it's on to Virginia Tech and a chance to finish the Maui Invitational in third place. Virginia Tech lost to Dayton yesterday, 89-62, handing the Hokies their first loss of the season. They are now 6-1. and one. Virginia Tech is led in scoring by 6'7 swingman Landers Nolly, who averages almost 20 points per game. He's one of the best scorers in the ACC. The Hokies shoot 47% from the field and 42% from three. Now, while they didn't play great against Dayton, let's not forget that this is the team that on night one in Maui upset Michigan State. They are certainly capable of playing really good basketball. BYU is going to have to make sure they match that intensity tonight. While it has absolutely no bearing on the game tonight, it is fun to see that BYU has actually never lost to Virginia Tech, going 4-0 against the Hokies. In fact, the last meeting was in Provo in the NIT uh, back in 2016, where the Cougars were victorious 80-77. to Zach Selyus and Jake Toulson are the only current players who were on that team. That was Jake's sophomore year. However, he didn't play in that game. Selyus was a freshman, so this was before his mission, and he actually had a pretty good game. He was 3-for-3 three three and included 2-of-2 two two from 3 and 11 points. Again, has absolutely no bearing on the game tonight. I just thought it was a little bit of a fun fact that BYU has had success historically against Virginia Tech. Hoping to see that continue tonight. With the team in Hawaii, I, I want to say a special thanks to uh, my man Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, for handling the pregame interviews for me. And we've heard from the assistant coaches this week, and with that in mind, Greg caught up with assistant Chris Burgess, who talked about hanging with Kansas in the first half. Yeah, you know, they're really good. Um, they got multiple guys on their team that have potential to play in the league. And our guys battled defensively the first half, you know, even when we were having those scoring droughts, which were multiple times throughout the first half, our guys still were trying to rebound, trying to get stops, trying to keep them in front of us, trying to get back into uh, transition to stop, you know, Devin Dotson from scoring easy buckets, which is what he does in transition. Um, but at some point when you play against a team like Kansas, you're going to have to score the ball. Um, and we, we really struggled and cut it to Kansas. They just they took us out of our stuff and they had unbelievable pickup point and ball pressure where where you know where they stopped us and and they they dominated the paint 
uh, offensively with lobs, dunks, dribble drives, all this different stuff in the second half where, you know, that's what top five teams in the country do. And if we want to um, be able to compete for, you know, a Maui championship, we've we got to be able to score the ball a little bit and help out our defense at times. Um, and then second half defensively, we've got to continue to follow the game plan and trust it even when they go on their runs. And I think we kind of fell um, fell, a little, fell apart a little bit. So, hey, that one's over. Um, <laughs> the good thing is, is we got another one today. We get a chance to play against the ACC team, and and you know we're in the winners bracket, which is uh, which is something that we, we you know our goal coming into this tournament. You know, Coach Pope said that getting to the third place game is not not an easy thing to do over here. Yeah, I mean, you think about Georgia and the SEC. SEC has a you know potential one, two, three draft pick. They're in consolation, right? Michigan State, who's preseason number one, Final Four, with a Player of the Year candidate in Cassius Winston. You know, they're playing for what is it, fifth? So we have something to do. We have something special to do and something to be proud of. So let's not let an opportunity to play against the ACC team in Maui slip by uh, you know thinking about the, the Kansas loss. Let's move on and and get ready because this is you know <laughs> this is a really good team that beat Michigan State whether it's a UCLA win or a Kansas loss neither game can set with you for too long obviously you're right back at it yeah that's I mean that's how college basketball works right that's how it works you know we, we beat a team like Houston and then we have to come back and, and, and play better against a team like Boise right and this is this is a test and this is part of growing up and this is part of um, becoming a championship team, and, and, and this is part of getting ready for the WCC, not just regular season, but the, the conference tournament, you know. So this is part of the deal. And so our guys, we have veteran guys, we've got older guys, we'll be ready, uh, we'll be locked in, and and, and hopefully hopefully we'll get some uh, production from some guys who maybe don't play as much because this is our third game in thir- three days. You mentioned Michigan State being in the consolation bracket, and they're there because of Virginia Tech. Yeah, it's a testament to how good Virginia Tech is, how good uh, Coach is. Their, you know, their new coach uh, came over from Wofford. He's really good, and he's got them, those guys playing, and he's got a superstar and Nolly, and he's got a really good playmaker in Beattie who gets downhill, gets a piece of the paint. He's going to be a, a really good matchup for our guards like Alex Barcelo and T.J. Haas and maybe even Connor Harding to, uh, to defend. Uh, keep him out of the paint because he he kind of the head of their snake in terms of trying to get to the piece of paint and get them go get them playing with pace on offense. So um, we'll be locked in. It's one of those games, and they're on the same side, right? It's one of those days where just no shooter, no driver, no personnel, no tendencies, and do the best you can transition and rebound on the ball. If we have a Kansas first half a defensive and rebounding effort, then we're have to put ourselves in a good chance to win this game. If we have a second half Kansas, then we're going to put our, dig ourselves a little bit of a hole. Dayton got after him pretty good last night. Dayton's a good team, clearly, and uh, that'll be a heck of a game against KU. Uh, what were some impressions, just quickly, from what you saw, uh, you know, from courtside last night in the, in, in the Virginia Tech Dayton game? Well, Dayton is, like you said, Dayton is, man, they are fantastic. Um, they're deep. They're fantastic. They got a superstar, um, and they just kind of locked them up defensively the second half. But what I saw is, is Nolly is a guy who can come off down screens. He can go on the post. He can really shoot it. I saw the kid, Kent, uh, Hunter Cantor. Um, he is an anytime, anywhere guy from three. I think all of his field goal attempts last night were from three. And if you leave him open for a millisecond, he's going to get it off. And so we have to have a big-time awareness um, to be there on the catch with a high hand, make him dribble to a shot. We've got to send multiple guys at uh, all uh, Nolly, because, uh, 
Junior's not late because he can really get it going from multiple spots. Um, you know, they're in terms of their size, they're a little bit like us, right? Where they have one guy, um, kind of uh, Kobe Lee size, but everyone else is, you know, kind of they're just similar to us, right? And and so that if we can really rebound the ball and, and do a good job there, so they're, they're going to run their stuff. They have so many different actions, so you can't really scout and guard everything. You just got to do the best you can in terms of trusting your principles because he throws a lot of quick hitters at you, um, and we got to keep. We got to keep BD out of the paint. He's going to push it in transition. He's going to try to get a piece of the paint. Um, he keeps his dribble alive a lot. He's finding guys. He's got a great body where he can use his uh, use his size, uses his uh, his his body and things like that to create space and get a shot off. Um, so we got to keep him out of the paint. We got to know where shooters are, and we got to we got to win the rebounding war. Not too concerned with their five man really getting paint to, or post catches things like that where we have to double like we did last night with Azubuke and McCormack. Nothing like that. A completely different game plan when it comes to that. They are bombs away, though, aren't they? They are bombs away. They're going to get up if we if we let these guys get open threes. It's going to be and the same guarding us, right? If you although we didn't shoot the ball well last night, but we're a good shooting team. Where if you let us get shots off, you know we're we're going to shoot forty of them. And so this team's the same way. And they're young, they're young, and we're older. So hopefully that that goes in our favor. But they're so well coached. They're really well coached. Coach Burgess, thank you for the time. Best of luck tonight. Thank Thanks you for having me. Appreciate it. Just thank you to Chris as well as Greg Rubel. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head out to the Lahaina Civic Center once again. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live rolls on next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Shep back in our BYU Radio Studios in Provo. Let's head out to Maui, the Maui Invitational, the Lahaina Civic Center, and join once again our good friend Mark Duran. It's our courtside conversation. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Hello, hello to all of Utah covered in snow. <laughs> Greetings from Maui. I've been seeing uh, and enjoying some of your uh, your pictures that you've been taking. You've got the family out there with you getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, looks like the, the family's having a really good time. But listen, the Durants aren't a family of means, and so a uh, trip to Hawaii is pretty special <laughs> for us. Once-in-a-lifetime thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is a great time. It's You combine pretty much every good thing about life and <laughs> sun and beach and basketball and turkey tomorrow and i feel pretty thankful this year for uh for being here with my family we're just having a great time well let's talk about the game against kansas the second half did not go byu's way at a halftime after 20 minutes we're like you know byu didn't play great neither did kansas but it's a two-point game we'll see what happens second half kansas flexed its muscles how do you evaluate this team in that game last night well, it, it's hard. I mean, you come away with a, a little bit of sour taste in your mouth. You think, man, if we could have just shot a little bit better, Kansas clearly has a suffocating good defense, but BYU did get some looks, especially in the first half. You know, if Dalton or Zach makes some open threes, you, you get a little bit of a lead, and and maybe uh, maybe you're in that game. And, you know, it, it's, it's, off, it, it's similar to like a football game when you're playing it's a really good team. You kind of – can get by on momentum a little bit just uh, adrenaline 
but eventually their offensive line kind of wears you down. And I, I think I saw a little bit of that in the second half. BYU is outmatched physically and and uh, maybe a little bit gassed from that tough UCLA game and, and playing hard in the first half. They just I, I just don't think they, they could hang there with BYU unless something cool was happening. I mean, if, if, if you're making threes and you're in the game, that gives you a lot of energy to overcome that. But if you're struggling and you fall behind eight, nine, and ten, you just it's just a hard, hard thing. And credit Kansas. I mean, they won the tournament. They're really good. They got unbelievable size. Uh, I was I was actually really pleased with how BYU came out and attacked them and played with confidence. But it just got worn down and just didn't have it. And as, as you know, in order to beat one of the top teams in the country, to have any expectation to do that, you have to have one of your better better nights and BYU certainly was not good especially from the three that's really the only spot that they would have a chance to have an advantage over a team like Kansas didn't have it so you you come away with a loss but another opportunity tonight a lot of those disadvantages you had against Kansas are not present tonight yep and so I hope they the team comes out with the excitement and gets a little bit more of that adrenaline going again and finds a way to compete for a third night here because this is a big game this could be really important for them as presently constituted because we know in two more games reinforcements are coming BYU is adding a pretty significant player getting Yoli Childs back next week but as of right now is BYU closer to the team that beat UCLA and Houston or the team that lost to Kansas uh you know, I'm a positive guy. I would say more UCLA, Houston. Um, I agree with you. I think they're. I, I agree with you 100. percent But uh, you know, that's it's a little bit mercurial when you when you are so dependent on the three. You've got to hit the three. And Boise State was a disaster. They just couldn't make a shot for whatever reason. And Kansas, you at least can look at the defense and say, you know, they 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 threw everything at TJ and and Jake, and those are your best you know best guys going to be shooting a lot. And it was just hard for them to even get a clean look. And, and uh, I think it's unusual that. You know, Dalton or Zach would struggle like that, and then no one else would be hitting. And, you know, yeah, that happens in those high-profile games. Teams that are that athletic and quick can recover, and so you have a tendency, even when you're open, to, to hurry your shot. You think, man, i got to get this off. i gotta, I got to hurry. And, Bill, you could never get comfortable till, till late, really, and that didn't, didn't really matter. So, you know, I think, I think this team... Uh, plays really hard. I think they're a good defensive team. I think they're learning. I think they're rebounding better than I imagined uh, against really good big big guys. And uh, Colby Lee has progressed nicely. Um, and so I, I think they're they're leaning more towards the Houston and uh, and UCLA model, just with how hard they play. And, and I think they are a good shooting team. And uh, I think we'll see that again tonight you better be because i mean it's almost a mirror image with virginia tech they're a very good three-point shooting team very small like byu but very good three-point shooting team and it may just come down to to that which team able to shoot better from the perimeter but it's going to be different for byu simply because virginia tech's not going to be able to to cover the perimeter like uh kansas did Mark Durant joining us from the Lahaina Civic Center, site of the Maui Invitational. BYU and Virginia Tech coming your way in just a little bit. So a win tonight or on Saturday, and if you get both, and that's certainly the the hope and that's certainly the plan, it's even better. But getting one of the next two wins assures a winning record for the Cougars without Yoli Childs. How important would that be for this team, and how important do you think that would be for the committee down the road? 
Well, first let me say I, I'm disgusted that we have to have this conversation. I know we've talked about that before, but how what a travesty it is that BYU plays all these Tier A, Tier B games. they got a Maui Invitational without one of the premier big men in the country, at least in the West, in Yoli Childs. I mean, I, I can't imagine the mindset that goes in the NCAA to say, I'm going to punish one of our best players for coming back to play college basketball, which we're trying to promote and make really, really exciting. And uh, anyway, so I kind of throw that out there to begin with. But, uh, you know, I'm never satisfied with the loss. I mean, I just am not. So five and four and six and three doesn't really excite me. But I I do like the individual games and the wins. I thought Houston we saw together was tremendous and UCLA was really good. And and what I like is I think this team's getting much better. And some of the mistakes that I saw earlier in the year, they're, they're fixing. We'll kind of throw Kansas out a little bit because they make you make mistakes. But uh, I think Colby Lee's progressed really nicely. And uh, I think this team is, is much better off when they do get Yoli back in a couple games. Then they, they'd probably be better when they get him back than they would have been if he, they had him all along. So I guess you just take the long, right, the long view and say, you know, for conference play and for possible NCAA tournament play, you're going to have a better team. But for now, it it's kind of sucks, really. We've talked about Virginia Tech. They're six and one. Talked about their ability to shoot. What are your overall thoughts on this team? They're six and one, as I mentioned. It's a team that just two nights ago took down Michigan State. So we know what they're capable of. What do you think of this matchup with BYU? Well, that's a really remarkable win against Michigan State. This Virginia Tech team is is one of the smallest teams in the country, 333rd size-wise, which is really refreshing, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm so tired of just seeing these seven-foot Adonises warming up on the other end of the court from BYU. So. It's every day of my life, Mark, okay? <laughs> well, you're, you're preaching okay. to the choir here, okay? Okay, I, I see why you always look at me like that when we're together. Uh, but <laughs> but so they're one of the smallest teams, which at least you're not starting with the huge disadvantage. So let's just... Then it's just about we got the same types of players. Let's go see who the better players are. But so there's that. And then secondly, they're the second youngest team in the country, which I thought was interesting, only behind Utah. And so to, for them to be that inexperienced and that small to beat Michigan State, I mean, wow, what a job! But they, they but like I've always said, the three-point shot is the equalizer. I think they were 10 for 21 against Michigan State. And when you're knocking down threes and you have good three-point shooters, you're always going to have a chance in a game. And uh, when you're making them, you're probably going to win. If, if you're missing them like they did against uh, Dayton, you're going to get – I mean, they got run. They, they did not look good at all. I watched that game and I just thought, this is not a good team. But that, that flies in the face of any kind of logic because they, they beat Michigan State the night before. So it's a lot like BYU. When they're going, they're going really nicely. And when they're not, it's, it can be a struggle. So I think it will be an interesting matchup. Two similar teams like to shoot a lot of threes. Bring it on. Let's see who's got the sharpshooters tonight and who can get a W. Yeah, certainly perimeter defense would be one of the keys, but Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what else are your keys to the game? Well, I usually talk about threes, and I, but I think the threes are going to be pretty equal between the teams. So I'm going to go points in the paint. You know, Dayton, who has a really good big guy, by the way, and uh, Toppin, I think his name is, he was really impressive. But uh, they, they doubled up. Uh, Virginia Tech in the paint. So I think BYU can have a five or ten point advantage. And, and Colby and Dalton and, and guys dribbling penetration have been good in the paint. So I think that's where the advantage can come for BYU. I say five or ten point advantage in the paint. That'll be a victory. Okay, one last thing before I let you go. 
Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Everybody's talking about what they're thankful for. I'm going to ask you, as a BYU fan, what are you thankful for? <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't got I, I I got nothing for you other than to say I'm just thankful I'm a BYU fan. Amen. I, I know it's hard sometimes, but man, I love the school. I love every part of it. I love the administration. I love the coaches. I love what it stands for. I love that my kids go there. I love that I played there. I love that we're here in Maui playing basketball and beat UCLA and get a chance to beat Virginia Tech. I mean. I just love being a BYU fan. I think a lot of times BYU fans complain a little bit too much, but we got it awesome. This is a great institution to be a fan of and to follow and cheer for. So that is what I'll say. Amen, brother. Thanks for the time. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. All right. Thanks, Jason. You I'm bet. thankful for you too, brother. Thank you. I'm thankful for you and for Greg. Thankful to be able to do what we get to do. Thanks, my we're friend. All, we're all thankful for Greg. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you. you. That's Mark Durant. You'll hear him with Greg Rubel coming up in just a minute. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores, other games going on. One going on right now at the Maui Invitational. We'll update you on that as well. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU and Vatek coming your way in about 35 minutes from the Lahaina Civic Center in Maui. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant will have the call. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU radio studios. Let's update you on the game that has 19 seconds to go, and it's a close one at the Maui Invitational. You could hear as I was talking with Mark, you could hear the game going on and the crowd going nuts. Uh, 77-74, Georgia leading Chaminade. Again, 19 seconds to go. Uh, Anthony Edwards, not the uh, actor from ER, with 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. So a 3-point game with 19 seconds to go. Other action earlier today at the Maui Invitational. uh, Michigan State defeating UCLA 75-62. And it was number 4 Kansas winning the Maui Invitational. They took care of business against Dayton 90-84. Other finals in, or excuse me, other games going on right now in the top 25. uh, With under 13 minutes to go in the second half, number 13 Seton Hall has a 10-point lead over number 11 Oregon 57 to 47. Now some finals. Number 6 North Carolina defeated Alabama 76 to 67. 7th ranked Virginia defeating Maine 46-26 and yes that is a final score in college basketball 46 to 26. And from the West Coast Conference, number 8 Gonzaga gets the win over Southern Miss 94 to 69. Speaking of West Coast Conference games, San Diego in action right now at the half. They trail Hofstra by four. It's 40 to 36. Also, Santa Clara getting the win over Denver 81 to 64. Coming up next, we're going to get you out to the Lahaina Civic Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. That wraps things up, at least for now, from Provo. Coming up on the other side, more Cougar Pregame Live. From Hawaii, you're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Buying a home can be a stressful process, but it doesn't have to be. And I should know. I'm a UCCU home buying expert. Think of me as your personal home buying advocate, a mortgage loan professional dedicated to your home buying experience from start to finish. And with UCCU's low rates, you may qualify for more house for the same payment that you could with other local lenders. So if you're thinking about buying or refinancing a home, talk to UCCU. It's what we do. Equal housing lender. NMLS 407-653. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening and aloha, Cougar basketball fans. For a third time in three days, we welcome you back inside the Lahaina Civic Center on the island of Maui for BYU's final game in the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. It is the third place game out of the winner's bracket to 4-3 and three BYU versus 6-1 and one Virginia Tech. The team that pulled off the biggest upset of this tournament, defeating Michigan State on the tournament's opening day. I am Greg Rubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play call for you. Joined by the beloved BYU Ironman, the former Cougar Hoopster, Mark Durant. And uh, Mark, after an inspiring win over UCLA, at least a sluggish scoring game against Kansas, uh, the Cougars have a chance to end their island run with a 2-1 mark and a third-place finish in this most prestigious event. And while the Hokies are not the biggest, most experienced team in the country, they are among the most explosive, albeit with a slower tempo. And not only are they not the biggest, most experienced, they're some of the, the least biggest and least experienced in the country, like way at the bottom. And that just makes me say, just makes me take a deep breath. Like, finally, a team we don't have to worry about two seven boards just dominating the boards and scoring in the paint. And then I start thinking, well, if they're not doing that, how are they beating teams like Michigan State? And, well, the answer is they shoot the, the lights out from the three-point line and so then that makes me worry in a whole different way. But I think this is a good challenge for BYU, a different type of game finally for them. And, and I think uh, both teams kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. So this will be a good contest to see which team can shoot better from three and 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 ex- assert themselves in the paint and, uh, and, you know, go out and play some hard defense. And uh, we'll see who can, can do it. But at least BYU's not starting behind the eight ball, just being physically disadvantaged. All right, that is Mark's first look at tonight's game. When we come back, we'll hear from the other Mark, BYU head coach Mark Pope, as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Lahaina Civic Center on the island of Maui on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. From the Lahaina Civic Center, it is the final game on the last day of play at the Maui Gym Maui Invitational. BYU and Virginia Tech for third place. The seventh place game just concluded, and Georgia survives Chaminade. 80-77, three-pointer in the final second of play to break a tie, and Georgia hangs on to win it by three. Chaminade, I tell you, we've been involved this lot. They always scare you, or somebody, and have got a couple wins over the years, but... They're down three. They hit a huge three from the corner to tie it. Eight seconds left. And uh, 
Georgia comes back the other way. I think it was Aerosol or somebody. He's about out near half court doing those old Damian Lillard playing with the guy near the court, half court. <laughs> he pulls up from 10 feet beyond the three-point line and, of course, nails it, and that's it. So Georgia takes seventh place. Chaminade takes eighth in the fifth, sixth place game. Michigan State was a winner over UCLA today. So UCLA finishes in sixth. Michigan State dropped to the consolation bracket on day one, finishes fifth. So best of the other side of the bracket was the Spartans, not surprisingly. This will be the third, fourth place determinant. It'll be BYU and Virginia Tech. And then earlier, they actually played the championship game before the third place game. Kansas defeated Dayton in overtime. So KU wins the Maui Invitational for their second straight appearance here in Maui. Yeah, I think the big surprise was Dayton for me, watching them play. No surprise that went to overtime. They're really good. Topping uh, big, big guys, just re- really good. Could match the talent inside that Kansas had. And uh, so another exciting tournament, but uh, no, no surprise really that Kansas did what they did. Obviously, big surprise of Michigan State. Lost that first round to this team. To Virginia the Tech. BYU's yes. playing, so we'll see. BYU and Virginia Tech for third place. So earlier today, I spoke with BYU head coach Mark Pope after the coaching staff's morning meetings. And with a third game in three days, there's not a lot of time to either revel in victory or sulk over a setback. And in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank, for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Coach Pope says that uh, last night's 71-56 loss to fourth-ranked Kansas was barely even a thought as the team started to get ready for Virginia Tech. I haven't even looked at the film from last night, so I'm, exci- I'm actually really, really excited to do that. I'm bummed that, I, that we didn't get to do that, but we got, a, we got a massive game. Like, this is unbelievable. We got a chance to go play this game. We're in the 3-4, and that's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, our guys, we got to recover these bodies, and so uh, we haven't had time to, to kind of go back and take it. So we're, we're leaving it all. We have some perceptions of last night of some of the things that we did really well that we want to do again, some of the things that we did really poorly that we, we want to fix, but, but no specifics. What's maybe a good and a bad that you actually do take from last night to today? Well, we're increasingly rebounding the ball, so that's been really positive. I mean, you know, we we're hanging in there on the glass, which is not easy, all things considered. It's a miracle, <laughs> and uh, it's just a tribute to how hard our guys are playing and how willing they've been to commit to that. Um, so that's something that we take away. Uh, one of the things that was a little concerning last night, we had a little bit of slippage in our transition defense, and that has not been us. We've been really, really solid. And, and at a point where both teams were really guarding and, and we were really st- both teams were really stuck because of great defense, we gave up a couple easy possessions in transition that just allowed them to get going. We had 20 turnovers last night, and that's a major issue. Uh, and it, it wasn't... It was a. It was certainly due to Kansas' length and size in some part, but it, it wasn't so much due to uh, their aggressiveness as it, as it was towards maybe our uh, questionable decision making at times. And so uh, that's one of the things that we need to take away. We certainly need to clean up because while this Virginia Tech team is uh, is is actually more of a good size matchup for us, mm-hmm. they play really really hard. They have they have incredibly active hands. They're a ball first, hard tag, bottom team, and and uh, they rotate really hard. So we have to make sure that we make the right reads and take care of the ball. And their first good three point look, it's going up. Yes, it is. And their first bad one is, too. They really <laughs> shoot the ball. And, and listen, uh, coach, coaches, I've been, a huge, I've been a huge fan of coaches for a long time. I think he's one of the best coaches in basketball. He, he coaches, coach Mike Young we're talking yes, about. Yes, Coach Young. He, 
he coaches I, you know I, we spent a lot of time talking and he knows how much I admire him and, and what he does and um, you know he, he has a very distinct style that he, uh, he plays with his teams and he's always uh, inspired guys to to have the freedom to shoot the ball and shoot it really well and also have some discretion in terms of how hard they work to get the shots they want they cut and run their stuff incredibly hard um, so the, the, they're a huge threat from the three point line as teams always are and that's going to be a major point of emphasis tonight so they say styles make fights good fight tonight that way yeah I think so I think, I think it's going to be great I mean I'm just excited because, I, because like I said I'm such a huge fan and um and I'm excited for our guys. This this, this Virginia Tech team, uh, people thought that they weren't going to be any good. They they lost half their team to transfers. They had a new coach and so young. Yeah, yeah. Six freshmen right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. And he's come in and he's just instilled something in in, the, in them that's really special right away. And you know they started out you know run, running the table undefeated all the way through Michigan State and just ran into a great Dayton team last year that they got them good. But they'll come out tonight and be hungry and, and be firing and it's going to be an awesome game. You may not be one of those teams that, that makes more free throws than the opponent attempts this year. There are teams like that. But what can you do to get to the line a little more than you're getting right well, now? Well, it's, 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 a, it's a forceful, determined mentality. So it's, it's actually fun to watch Virginia Tech's film because, um, you know, you try and steal things from every team. If you're not a learning mm-hmm. basketball team, then, you, then you're a dying basketball team. And, and one of the things that Virginia Tech can really show us is how committed they are to their – to their actions, to their movement, right? And so their bailout is to to cut harder and move faster, not to stall and slow down an ISO. And, and most teams' default is to slow down and stall an ISO. And, um, and there's not. When things aren't going right, when a defense has got them twisted up, they go harder and faster. And that's what's made them special. That's why they knocked off the number one team in the country. And um, that's why they started the season six and zero, or seven and zero, maybe. And and um, and so that's something we need to take from them and learn from them. And, and that's something that we're going to continue to strive towards. And 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 if we can adopt that mentality as we move forward and grow in that area, it will go a long way into making us a special team that we want to be. All right. Well, here's to going two and one out of the winners bracket. The Naomi Invitational, Coach. Thanks for your preview. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, we bring you the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Lahaina Civic Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening and aloha once again, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back inside the Lahaina Civic Center on the island of Maui for the third place game in the 2019 Maui Gym 
Maui Invitational. It's a winner's bracket matchup between 4-3 and three BYU and 6-1 and one Virginia Tech. Fifth all-time meeting between these two programs. BYU leads the series four games to none. The last win came in the round of 16 in the 2016 NIT. Back then, the Hokies were coached by Buzz Williams, and now the job belongs to Mike Young in his first season. Mike Young last faced BYU, and he was the head coach of Wofford. Yeah. So that would be the 2011 NCAA tournament, and that was a Jimmer team. They just lost Brandon Davies' mark, and BYU went to Denver for that opening weekend. And to get to Gonzaga, which BYU did, they have to get past Wofford. And that was a grind. And Logan Magnuson was the guy that sparks BYU to that win. We thought that Wofford would be the easy one. It turned out Wofford was a tough one. Then Gonzaga was a little easier than I expected. That's when Mike Mike Young last played BYU, the only time he played BYU at Wofford. This is the BYU Store. Cougar Tip-Off Show presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. And our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. We are coming to you live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app, the BYU radio app, and the KSL radio app. Plus, we are streaming live globally on BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can also hear play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast. BYURadio.org is another place to listen to tonight's game. So plenty of options for you. Well, Mark, we've already seen through seven games just how narrow maybe the margin of error for BYU could be this year. The Cougars are undersized and, and don't shoot a lot of free throws we've now seen. So while it's not 100% about three-point shooting, most of it kind of is. Uh, the Cougars are shooting in the 40s from the arc in their wins and in the 20s from the arc in their losses. When you're kind of handicapped with this, your size inside, especially the teams that BYU's played, I mean, it's been a real disadvantage. So you have to shoot well from the three or you're not going to win, and that's played out in the numbers. But th- this will be a little bit different game. As we've mentioned before, Virginia Tech is smaller. So you might have some chance to, to go harder. Like if TJ drives to the basket, he doesn't necessarily have to pass because there's not the rim protectors that were there. Maybe you get to the free throw line a little bit more in this type of game. But Virginia Tech, I mean, it's the same with them. They haven't lost. They they shoot an cr- incredible number from the three. But the one game they did lose, they, it was one of their worst shooting nights. But let me, let me just go down the list here, Craig. All these guys have shot at least 19 threes. <laughs> You got a 49%, 44%, 52%, 43%, 63%. That, that's good. That's really good. And uh, so BYU, you know, they talk about really defending the three. And, and BYU can do what other teams have done to BYU and really extend on the perimeter, really try to deny three-point shots because you don't have to worry so much about getting hurt inside. That's what teams do to BYU. BYU can do that to Virginia Tech. And we'll just see who can do it better. This is going to be a night where the <laughs> – where, you know, the three-point shot, maybe they cancel it, cancel each other out a little bit, Greg, and maybe this is a chance for BYU's inside game to be the difference, mm-hmm. whereas in games past it's been a liability. Maybe this is a strength tonight. By the way, Colby Lee, on that note, averaging 11.8 points per game yeah. in the last four games. He's coming around. Coming up after the break, a little more about the Virginia Tech Hokies and tonight's You Be the Judge feature as well. That's just ahead. Live from Maui on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. We welcome you back inside the Lahaina Civic Center on the island of Maui for BYU and Virginia Tech. The winner taking third place in this tournament earlier today. Kansas won the tournament title with a win over Dayton in overtime. The Hokies were undefeated until last night. Dayton handled the Hokies 89-62. to uh, Mark, as you kind of note, uh, one of the rare games in which Virginia Tech did not light it up from deep. Only eight three-pointers for a team that get this made 21 in a game one week ago tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the longer three-point distance was supposed to take some people off guard here. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe bring some lower numbers and maybe require some warming up this year. Well, no. Uh, no. 21 for 37 from the deeper three-point line last week for the Hokies. Yeah, I mean, you watch kids practice they're not. They're shooting deep ones. It's nothing to extend it. If you want to make any kind of difference, more than a percentage or so, you got to go back to the NBA, and even then, probably. Anyway, yeah, they're really good at it. And but here's what happens: the same same with BYU. You play against a good team like Dayton or Kansas, and you don't have inside guys. They're going to take it take it away. You're not going to get the attempts. And the attempts you do get are going to be hurried, and you're going to have a bad night. And that's what good teams will do to you. And we'll see if, if either team can do that against BYU or Virginia Tech. I mean, the team that can do that, and, and Coach Pope takes pride in that. He said, we don't just want to contest threes. We want to deny the opportunity to shoot the three. And so we'll see if BYU can do that. But I think this first couple of minutes will be important because both teams have the big win. Virginia Tech a little bit bigger. But then they both got drilled the next night. And so I think the first few minutes will be – which team can kind of recover mentally from that setback and believe that they're as good as they thought they were Monday night. And so I think this will be a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, similar teams and uh, similar dynamics coming into this uh, this game. But an important, important game for either one. If you're talking postseason, both teams, you know, BYU's had some good opportunities. They've taken advantage of some, but they got to take advantage of every opportunity, especially with Yoli out. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. I mentioned a moment ago uh, the 21 threes Virginia Tech made last week. What is BYU's record for most threes in a single game? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Virginia Tech coming up just after the bottom of the hour here in the third place game at the Maui Invitational. Getting now the answer in tonight's UB the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. Tonight, BYU basketball trivia. I mentioned that a week ago tonight, Virginia Tech made 21 threes in a single game. That's a school record and an ACC record. So what is BYU's record for most threes in a single game, Mark? What do you think? I know this one. I got, I'm absolutely sure it's absolutely 19. I'm No, no question. It's 17 against both Chaminade and San Francisco in 2014. Wait, wait, check that. Kyle, check that because I'm okay. 19, I'm pretty sure. The Chaminade game was here on this floor, by the way, in 2014, and then USF in 2016. There you go. Final words before tip-off coming up next here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. We're sure about that. Tip-off of BYU and Virginia Tech is straight ahead. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from the Maui Invitational on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 